was wondering what's going to be the funky intro this time. What should the funky intro be? I don't know. What, what's what's funny about the 1960s Peter Cushing Dot Two and the Dalek films? I've got it. Oh, got, All right. I've got ahead. a ring modulator. <laughs> I wish I had a ring modulator. You're listening to a podcast of spurious morality. So close you can hear our fire. It sound better in my head. You may be right, but um, that that's as good as it's going to get, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. And welcome to a podcast of spurious morality. I'm Johnston, and with me this week I've got Sam. Hello, hello. I've got Connor. Hello. And I've got Tom. Hello. It, it's it's a big group this week, uh, but I have got the three of you because you very lucky people all went to the cinema to see the Peter Cushing Dalek films, didn't you? Not together, but yes. yes Not together. Yes, that's true. It, it wasn't a spot. We were together counting. spiritually. Yeah, we were shamefully. All yeah, true, true, true. Times, United but... um, across the nations. Um, yeah, wonderful. Ireland and England. Yes. Yeah, all those those many great distant nations. <laughs> um, so uh, let's jump in with a a question for the ages, maybe. So, uh, Sam, you go first. What's the best of the two Dalek films? The best of the two Dalek films is Doctor Who and the. Um, I hadn't. Sorry, we'll get into this later. But like I, and going in, I thought the second one was way better. But uh, upon watching them back to back on the big screen, it's definitely the first. Ooh, interesting to hear. I'll. Uh, I'm curious as to why now, but we'll find out after. Uh, Connor, what about you? I can't decide. I feel like I should say the second one because I think. Um, I think I enjoyed it more, but I think the first was funnier and a bit more of an experience, maybe, than the second one. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, And Tom, what about you? I think same, the second one, but um, there's something really endearing about the first one. There's something quite... It's got a really special vibe, but I I do think the second one is, as a general overall product and film and, you know... I think as a film, it is definitely the the better of the two for me. Yeah, um, I've I've always thought it was the second one. I've admittedly I've not seen either for a little while now, um, but the second one has always been a favourite. Um, it's just a bit more confident than the first. I find it kind of it it knows what it's doing, and Peter Cushing is 
building on his performance from the first and Bernard Cribbins is in it. You know, it's obviously Bernard Cribbins most important and most well loved Doctor Who role. Uh, in that in that second did film, he also wasn't he also in Voyage of the Damned or something as a as a side character, something like that. Yeah, something, he just yeah. I think he just yeah. wandered onto set one little day. Little cameo, little cameo. Yeah, yeah. A nice old throwback. Uh, should have brought him in back. You know, they they should have had him playing the same character because it's not like there was a more important character for him to play. No. Right, we've stretched this on far far more than it deserves. Now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Um, I am going to ask you all about the first film then, what your thoughts on it are. So Doctor Who and the Daleks, Sam, you go first. Right, okay. So um, Doctor Who and the Daleks, I think, was the first uh, like classic story I ever saw. Um, I remember on some like summer holiday years and years ago, I must have been about nine, because uh, uh, series one would have just aired, uh, my my uncle uh, got, got it out on VHS, and I'd never... Yeah, I'd never seen any classic series. I was like dimly aware of of all the other doctors, um, but yeah, for me that has always been the the main the main version of that first Dalek serial, which I've never actually seen. Um, so like, yeah, shock and horror. Um, but like, it's 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 good. It's good. It's like um, I think interestingly, I had actually because I've not seen it since that one time uh, so I had a very different memory um, of what it what it's actually like I mean the, the story obviously is the same and I remembered uh, Roy Castle's Ian very strongly um, but I remembered it being a lot more sort of bombastic and psychedelic than it actually was um, so like just for instance like the the Dalek city on Scarrow for some reason is decorated with lava lamps, but I remembered them being gigantic lava lamps that spanned whole walls, and it's not. There's just three normal ones on a desk somewhere. Um, so I imagine like this massive like Wizard of Oz esque sort of set, like yeah, like, yeah, Man yeah, city sort of thing, and it just it just wasn't. That's it. That's it. I had much more impressive memories of it, and yet at the same time, it's it's so much more impressive than what they could do in Lime Grove in 1963 and four. So it, it, it's just kind of. Yeah, it's like for for me, it's the like the short, snappy, ninety minute version of that of that first story, and that's all I need. <laughs> um, I feel like I've got the the condensed experience in in Technicolor. And it's I mean interesting you should mention the color because that was the first time audiences in the sixties actually got to see like the color that Daleks are actually meant to be on screen, uh, which was probably far far bigger a thing back then than any of us could comprehend i guess um connor doctor who and the daleks um yes it was actually this was so this was my second time seeing um doctor who and the daleks because i caught it was on it was only a few months ago actually it was on talking pictures tv um and that was oh my only chance to ever see the Cushing movies without buying them. Um, I'll sit down and watch that. <laughs> this happens just a few months later, and they come out in the cinema. Um, yeah, I really like it. I love the main thing. I think it has going for it is the um, the scale. Um, you have great big, huge, massive sets that just blow the TV version completely out of the water. Um, I mainly think of. The outside of the Dalek city there feels massive with the great big, you know, slope up to it. 
um, and the main Dalek control room where like half the wall disappears and slides up into the ceiling. That's, you know, amazing to see that story with that sort of production, um, you know, that, that quality of production. Um, I'd, I'd be lying if I said that the Daleks was my favourite story um, <laughs> in Doctor Who's history. Um, but I think out of the two versions that exist, this is the best one to to experience it through. Um, it's it's a lot shorter, as, as Sam said. It's much more condensed, and I think it's a lot more enjoyable for it. Um, I really loved, I, or I really, really loved Cushing's Doctor. Um, and I, I, I really, I really, really liked um, Ian in this version as well. Um, really, really funny and a, a lot to enjoy there. Yeah, absolutely. It's it, it is sort of very unique and special to see sixties Doctor Who on such a scale. Uh, and what were your thoughts on it, Tom? It's it's. I mean, it's sort of strange to like call it high budget, but because like it is obviously did have a very small budget, really uh, comparatively, but because it's. Put next to the Daleks, which obviously had a, a much smaller budget, it, it does seem just this such this massive, big, lavish production. You know, it's in colour. It's got massive sets that move. It's got, you know, it's got loads of Daleks. Not not just a painting of Daleks. It's like wow. And lava um, lamps. And lava lamps. Not not massive lava lamps, but still mod- moderately sized lava lamps, which is what we need really. But um. It, yeah, I think that's the main takeaway from it. It does just feel this like massive, larger than live production, even though it's not really. Um, I do prefer the Daleks, I think, to um, the film. Just, I mean, it, it's got the the film's got the pacing so much better because <laughs> um, there's not like the three episodes in the middle where nothing happens, or you know, it's 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 such a tighter script. But I do feel it it does lose a lot of the best bits about the Daleks. Like, there's the um, the introduction of the Daleks. I don't think that works as well, because obviously in the serial you've got the the plunger following Barbara, which you don't have here. Um, then you've got the, the whole... Um, I was going to say flex capacitor, that's Back to the Future. The whole... Um, <laughs> The, you know, the time thing that the Doctor pretends is broken and it's not and he needs the Mercury. That doesn't mean... Fluid links. Fluid links, that's it, not flex capacitors. Uh, But that that doesn't really work as well with Cushion's Doctor because he's a very different Doctor, so it's sort of... They still use the storyline, but it doesn't really translate well to the film at all. It sort of just seems like he lied for no reason because, you know, he's just like, oh, I lied, sorry. And then then also you've also got the scene where Ian's like... um, like convincing the files to fight and that's really like an excellent scene in the tv show that again in the film it's just sort of a bit nothing so i do feel even though the tv version is so long it the standout moments for me anyway uh not really translated well to the film so it's it's all got the bare bones structure and it's a much faster piece but i do think it does lose some of the bits that make the original tv version special yeah i think i think there's the sort of condensed nature of it does mean it does, it does lose things like the the sort of the way the the 
the sort of backstory of the Daleks and Thals is, is introduced. It literally, the Daleks are introduced and then there's a scene of two Daleks talking where they explain what Daleks are um, and their, their whole sort of the, mm. the motivation and all of this stuff. And like, yeah, you lose a lot. And like I said, the, the scene where the Daleks are introduced, the Daleks have to explain to the audience what Daleks are. It's just like, and and I will say all of the scenes with the Daleks talking to each other are absolutely interminable. Um, I went I went with a friend. Um, we got a little bit wavy beforehand, so we found it hilarious. Right, it was great fun. Um, but in terms of actually, I feel like if I, if I hadn't been in that state, that would have been <laughs> um, much less enjoyable. A bit like dreary. Just like I, scenes with Daleks talking to each other are always a little bit difficult. But obviously, it's it's like. Oh, I, these are like I, I, early Daleks I, I, as well, so there's not. Just yeah, you don't get any of the like good acting that you kind of get just... now. Yeah. One of my favorite Daleks is completely off track, but it's in the Daleks in Manhattan. Oh, I might think it's Evolution of the Daleks, and you have got the Daleks in the studio that are just having like a little like moan about Dalek sick, and then like one of them like turns around like his head and looks at him. Yeah, and says, yeah, yeah. I have Dalek, and I just, I just, it's just like one of my favorite Dalek moments, and it's just. Dude, Daleks just chatting, and I just, I just love. It's so silly, but I, I love Daleks. Just having a, a good old man. <laughs> you, you sort of wonder what Daleks get up to just in that city on their own for hundreds. I think of that's years. why I quite like sort of scenes like that where you've just got the Daleks just having a chat. Because it's like there was another thing I noticed actually whilst watching the film is that it was just one of the background Daleks, but. Um, like the, the the black dark and the red dark are having a talk and one in the background just sort of does it, it stops and it just looks at them like the head and it's like, like he, he looks up and down then and he just b- carries on and it's just like it's sort of <laughs> it's just it's just it's such a stupid detail but I don't know I just I quite like to see Daleks just being like Daleks and not like interrogating or trying to kill or <laughs> Just getting on with everyday Dalek yeah, life. Yeah, exactly. Just what what do the Daleks do in the downtime? I think that'd be a, a good film to be honest. Downtime please, of the Daleks. Don't give yes. Big Finish these ideas. <laughs> Look, we've saw the Dalek Empire, but what about like the Dalek? You know, downtime, Dalek downtime. Yeah. I always thought they should do one about um, <laughs> That's a bit Dalek weird. tennis and call it Dalek Umpire. <laughs> Dalek Umpire. <laughs> How long have you been saving that one up? <laughs> years, actually, years. Uh, that joke had me bawling. In- uh, interestingly, no, I my... Think, uh, I think... uh, well, it's just uh, my... The, the screening I went to was introduced by um, like a, a writer Pete called Fisher. Andy Murray, um, but a much less athletic <laughs> Andy Murray than uh, the one you're familiar <laughs> with. I'm an Andy Murray, but not the one you're expecting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I think we should... We should move on. Um, so it's the same question, but Daleks Invasion of 2150 AD, which just rolls off the tongue. Mm. Um, Sam, what what are your thoughts on that one? Um, it's so like it's good. It's it's a much more like uh, kind of like competent and like accomplished production, I guess. You can see there's a bit more like directorial flair from like Gordon Fleming. Um, there's there's still some really boring scenes of Daleks talking to each other and Daleks moving about, but it genuinely, generally, it's just a bit. Um, I don't want to say, I don't want to say pacier, but just just kind of like there's there feel like there's more stakes. It's it's less kind of like uh, plodding, I guess. But I enjoy I enjoy the sort of exploration part of this that first film. Um, but with this, it's like kind of like we've landed on Earth. Uh, 
the Daleks have invaded Earth, bang, straight into the action kind of stuff. Um, and like, what a spaceship design. It's so cool. <laughs> um, I think uh, my my friend called it like the flying carburetor or something. Um, like it's just um, it's just it's just really really cool um, and improves in one visual sense like massively on the original serial. But I have seen Dalek Invasion of Earth and I think it's much better than the film. I mean, I I think Dalek Invasion of Earth is a better story than the Daleks. I think the the source material is is stronger to begin with, and it's. Even though it's a six-parter, it's still not as long as the first Dalek story, obviously, which was seven parts, but it is more pacey, was it? there is more action. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it's a six-parter. Yeah, oh. um, yeah. So it, it's it's still got, like, this big chunk of material that's effectively double the film's running time near enough uh, to work with. Uh, Connor, what are your thoughts on the second film? Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot more, um, I think, than the Daleks. But I went into this one thinking, oh, this is my first time going to see it. But I I must have seen it years ago when I was small, back just after I'd started watching Doctor Who, because I remembered certain parts of it. I remembered seeing um, the Dalek coming up out of the Thames um, to meet the Doctor and Ian, I was going to say Ian, the Doctor, and um, Tom, and... And I remember Susan's message on the door um, that the doctor walks past and doesn't see because it's written on a sliding door. Um, so yeah, that was that that reawakened a few memories, I suppose. But I I, I couldn't remember anything really other than that. Um, I really enjoyed it. It feels again just harking back to what we said about the sense of scale in comparison to the TV stories. It feels like a massive step up, um, even from the first film as well. Um, that. The, the the set where the TARDIS lands um at the beginning feels massive. Um certainly a lot more than, you know, when you compare it back to the T V set again. So I, I I I love that there's this great big much you know, grander version of the story that you can watch if you choose to. Um I'm going to go out on a limb and say my favourite thing was the Robomen, actually. <laughs> Again, because I thought that was quite funny. Um, that The theme that plays, if there's one of them on scene, or, you know, or on screen, sorry, even for a second. And, um, there it is. <laughs> and um, the whole choreographed um, food machine sequence was just utterly oh, bizarre. Brilliant. That's the um, best bit. It's the best um, bit of the film. Yeah, it totally is. <laughs> the series, just in um, but yes, yes, I, I, I loved, and yeah, that ship looks absolutely amazing. Um, just you know the whole way it's sort of swooping in and around, um, and just looks completely believable. I guess, yeah. Yeah, it, it's that that sequence, that sort of food machine sequence. It's. It's utterly bizarre, but it's very, very 60s, and it's it's a nice little sort of comedy moment, really, in what is essentially quite a dark film. Um, Tom, go ahead. See, I, I don't really like the uh, the original TV serial that much. I, I certainly prefer the Daleks to Dalek Invasion of Earth. Whenever I think about Dalek Invasion of Earth, I just sort of just pit, I just can only remember just Susan and Barbara just walking for 
what seems like three episodes. I don't know. It, I, I find it quite a, a slow serial. So, yeah, I think um, the film just improves on it in every way, really. Uh, the, it looks gorgeous. It looks so... Like, the direction and, and the sets are just so grand. Um, like, that that original, like, you know, where the TARDIS first lands in 2150 AD London. It, it looks brilliant. It's so, uh, such a great dystopia that they, they make. Um and just just in general i just i find it such a pacey film it's got um it's certainly there's no like i don't find there ending to be many boring dull moments at least compared to the uh, other film uh, it's quite a just a constant barrage of stuff um i think as mentioned earlier bernard cribbins is quite a a pretty good uh, addition to the cast um, he's played a, a, a lot more straight than Ian was in the previous film, where he's a bit of a comic relief. Tom's just, he's just a genuine companion character, and he's played really well, and just, yeah, I just, I just think it's a really solid production. It's got so many great moments, like the moment where the, uh, the evil guy, you know, the guy in this, the smarmy guy in the suit, and where he's betrayed Doctor Who, and, uh, and then, you know, just, just, when he realizes the Dalek, Daleks are going to kill him as well, and just the look on his face, and as he slams into the the shed for it's exploded, that's just like such a brilliant moment. Um, and it looked, you know, it's a fabulous explosion. They hang on it for about fifteen seconds as well, which was quite interesting. There's a lot but, of shots that that hang in those films, aren't there? Like uh, yeah. when when the guy, the, that guy, the the smarmy guy, I can't remember what he's called, but when he like, it's like, oh, I I know where we, I know how to get us in, and then the camera just hangs on him like grinning yeah, for I like five well. or ten seconds. It's very strange. Um, there's a few moments like that in all of all of the films. Yeah. Just do, then they just do a cut, and it's just like, oh, yeah, that that was <laughs> okay. <laughs> Some weird choices, it, but. I, I do think in general it is, um, yeah, it's just, for me anyway, I just, I generally prefer it. I love that moment um, between the Doctor and the smarmy guy, whose name I can't remember as well. Um, just when he comes out and he sort of, you know, he says, oh, I'm sorry, you know, and doesn't mean it, you know, for portraying the Doctor to the Daleks. And the Doctor just turns around. Oh, my boy, I expected it. I really love that wee moment that the Doctor yeah. just willingly walked it's in. Not even like, it's not even like he's got an extra plan. It's just sort of like, he, he, like, he, just, he just was like, yes, I, I knew. And I, I don't know, it's quite a a fun little character beat. The one thing I did uh, just remember is <laughs> David's in the film. I didn't know David was in the film. Well, you know, not David, but the character David is in the film. Um which I didn't even realise until this watch. But yeah, it's the guy... Thankfully, he doesn't shack up with Susan in this one. Well, yes, I mean, that's that, that was my immediate <laughs> yeah. thought. I was just like, you're David. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought when I realised who it was. Yeah. He's a bit more um, of like a tough guy in, in this well, one as well. He's kind of... He's not a love yeah, yeah, yeah. He's obviously not a love interest. He, yeah, thank goodness. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just, just when, when he said, come along, David, I was like... Oh, that's who you are, right? It's just uh, any anyway. Um, yeah, twenty one fifty AD. Good. That is my review. So I suppose the big question now is, and we've kind Sorry, of touched one thing. on. Um, oh, I've just realised that the smarmy guy. Um, he's I've I've done a little Google. His name is Broccoli. He's played by Philip Maddock. Um, yeah, yeah. Who oh. had all sorts of all sorts of roles. Yeah, I didn't realise that until literally just now. Yeah, he's he's the warlord. Yes. 
and uh, Solon in the Brain of Morbius. Oh wow! And he did a few others as well. So he's 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 a proper Doctor Who actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in a Big Finish as well. Was it Master? I think it was Master. Yes, oh, wow. he was. He Quite was the husband and master. Of, uh, goodies then. And then I think he did a Croton one. Was it Return of the Crotons? Because he was in the Crotons, and then he was in Return of the Crotons. I think he also played character. in the the yeah, he's, he's, Faction Paradox audios. He was um, the War King, so like the 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 War in Heaven version of the Buster. I I think I think um, I'd have to verify that. Pretty sure. So he's done he's done all sorts. Well, completely on who related, but I heard him reading a uh, audio book of the Weird Stone of Brisingament not that long ago as well. So yeah, did a lot. Um. So yeah, the big question now, I suppose, is what? What do you overall? What do each of you prefer, the films or the original serials? So Sam, you go first. Um. I mean, as I said, I've not actually seen the Daleks. Uh, so it's I think ultimately because I do really like Daleks Invasion of Earth it's got the, the slither in it for, for instance and like I think the over six episodes yeah it's six episodes you get to spend a little bit more time on on Earth I think just like because I have seen that serial and it's 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 such a sort of like famous iconic one with all of the even just like the sort of minor details of it like the forbidden to dump bodies in the river all of that that kind of stuff was missing and so it's missing those like key details and obviously it's a famous story because it's when susan leaves and so you miss that kind of like spoilers the the, the emotions of the cast <laughs> uh, 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 and the central characters and stuff like aren't aren't there because it's too it's 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 literally just about the invasion of earth and so it's a it's yeah it's not so good but like uh, the uh, also as I said the the film version of the Daleks like the first one is very close to my heart and it's like in my mind the only version of that story I've seen it, uh, well in it's the in only the version of that story for me yeah, yes yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh dear um, yeah 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 uh, getting a little bit confused there but that's that's right so like annoyingly I don't have a clear cut answer for this it is f- it's it's for the first one, it's definitely the film because it's the one I've seen, and for the second, uh, the serial wins out for sure. Yeah, that's fair enough. What about you, Connor? See, this answer is surprising, you know, myself as well. But I think I'm going to say the films. Um, I think they're just looking looking at them without any sort of favor or bias towards the TV series. I, th- I think the films are much more accomplished productions because, of course, they are. They had the money. They had the, you know, the much more, you know, a lot more to work with studio-wise and, uh, you know, production-wise. Um, and I think, as we mentioned, condensing the stories down that a bit does help them. There's no, they don't drag in any way. I, I, I've seen the Daleks the whole way through once and I can't do it again. <laughs> The, you know the original TV version, um, because it's it's just so slow and yeah, um. So yeah, I'm gonna say the films. I think I've really fallen in love with Peter Cushing as Doctor Who as well. I'm I was really bowled over just by how good he is, um. And I'm really disappointed that he only got those two yardings. Yeah, it's because for me, I I saw the films before I saw the serials, like both of them. And 
I saw them a lot. Like, it was when I'd very, very first six-year-old Johnston had just discovered Doctor Who and Channel 4, I think it was, showed them both. So I recorded them on VHS and just watched those videos to death just over and over again because it was pretty much the first Doctor Who I had on Johnston, video that I could rewatch. What's a VHS? What's a VHS, Johnston? <laughs> well, Tom... <laughs> Come on, I'm not much older than you. I also had videos. Let's not be doing this. Um, what's a, what's a videotape? Uh, I've never... <laughs> I just wanted to make you feel old. So. I'm, I'm, I was half I was half tempted to like describe a laser disc or something like that. Then, <laughs> um, it's it it's it's like something that you put into a a big iPod to watch films on Tom. What's an I- what's an iPod, Johnston? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's like a record player, Tom. All oh, right. Then. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, Tom, did you prefer the serials or the films? Uh, I prefer the Daleks, and I prefer twenty one fifty AD. Fair enough. <laughs> that was nice and concise. Uh, um, what I do want to add, though, uh, because obviously I've got I've got to add something. I can't just leave it there because uh, I don't know where else we're going to get to mention it. I I find the film Susan so much better than TV Susan. I don't know about. I I just think as because Susan on TV is coded quite young and as a child anyway, um, but obviously because it's played by you know a young woman. It, it 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 doesn't always come across as well. Uh, whereas, like, I feel like having child Susan, you know, actually played by a child, I think it works really well. Like when she's running through the forest and Doctor and the Daleks, uh, it actually is quite frightening. Like I'm, like, I'm genuinely quite scared for it. And then obviously you got the files, and I just think it adds a, a, I don't know, an interesting dynamic, a bit more, I guess, yeah, just a bit of tension that's not really there. I just think, in general, she's just a, a bonny little actress, really. Yeah, she was fantastic, and it's often hard to work out what kind of age they were pitching for Susan in the TV series. Um, mm. It does feel like it is more in line with what they've got in the films, and I think the the grandfather-granddaughter dynamic does work better in the films because it is... It's just yeah, more, absolutely, absolutely. There's much more visual um, coding for it. You know? It's just... It's, you can see it more. You can see it physically. It's like, yeah, I, I, get, I get it. I get it. So. Um, can I also say, like... Uh, so I went with a friend who's... He's not a non-fan, but he's basically only seen the new series and maybe, like, a couple of classics. Um who didn't know the stories of them and like he absolutely loved them um he thought it was a great like a a great little little day out that we had um just thought yeah good fun obviously like they're quite like like vintage i guess but um that didn't stop him from like really enjoying it he found the same the same parts sort of like unintentionally funny as i did um very disappointed that film ian is nothing that when i told him that tv Ian is nothing like film ian um because ian was his favorite character uh by far like <laughs> yeah he's definitely uh i mean ian in the tv series was meant to be the action man whereas ian in the film is definitely comic relief 
Um, but both work. Trying to both think, work quite is, well. it, is there like a character? I suppose, I suppose Rory's got a bit, a bit comic reliefy, or like Nardle. Or yeah, early Mickey as well. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can see him stumbling around. Do you so, think yeah, what's what's that bit about where Doctor Who asks Ian to like kidnap the, the, that woman though? Um, well, no, because it, do you remember see, that? That's yeah. see, that's the thing. Is that so in the is that in the serial? That's, that's yeah. in the serial, but it's it's done like it's a much longer scene. It's about like five minutes, obviously. <laughs> but like it's it's scene where Ian's like slowly like trying to convince the files what they're gonna fight for, and it's not even like in the in the film. Do- Doctor Who, so he just sort of says, "Ian, do this, drag her over there." Like, he, he, like whereas in the in the TV serial, it, he, that's all Ian's idea, it's all Ian's plan, and Ian's does this massive big thing about, it and he's like, "See, see, we'll fight for something, then won't you?" Sort of thing. Yeah, I just like in the film, and it it's just played... works so much better yeah. as the film. It's like a ten second, fifteen second scene, and it just sort of falls completely flat because it's just sort of like the film it feels like a little bit of it got some like uncomfortable laughs in my showing because it's like it feels it it feels very much like a a sort of like studio film from the 60s it's like a bit of like vintage like sex comedy do you know what i mean like i i don't yeah, i haven't seen the series so i don't know if it's played like that but the, yeah, yeah, the yeah it's played much more straight and it's played much more like i didn't even they might even have a little odd i'm not sure but it's um yeah, it's just that's that's like was one of my main takeaways that that like because that's one of the best scenes I think in the Daleks where it's quite a you know it's a great scene from William Russell he's really emotive in the scene and it's just yeah it's just played for laughs at most in the film which it just comes across as a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> also, interestingly, if you think about it, out of Cushing's Doctor Who and William Hartnell's Doctor, the character you'd expect to turn around and say to Ian, "Go and kidnap that girl." Is actually Hartnell's. Oh yeah. Uh, it, it feels really out of place for Cushing's Doctor Who to ask that. Uh, so yeah, it, it it seems to be. Like, I, the, I've Which always I think found... brings us on nicely onto our next topic, wouldn't you say, Johnston? Which which is uh, Peter Cushing as mm. Doctor Who. Exactly. So. Yes, I was doing the segue, Tom. I was I was <sighs> moving. You, we, you're moving too slow, come on, we've got, we've got a, come on, schedule, guys. Okay, sorry, the yeah. Third and fourth, because we've got to talk about the, the Chase Cushing Dalek film that was amazing, that we all loved, made in 1968, like, come on, guys. That's that should have happened. Um, did. Cushing as Doctor Who, it, it's, <laughs> I think it's brilliant, I think it was a great bit of casting, and I think... You know, to cast at the time, Peter Cushing was sort of quite heavily associated with horror. Um, outside of the Who world, he's probably known best as Grand Moff Tarkin in Star Wars, which was quite a long time later. Um, but yeah, Peter Cushing as the Doctor. Does anybody have any thoughts on that? I love him so much. <laughs> That's really he's he's so much fun. Um. And absolutely matches, I think, William Hartnell for... Everyone says William Hartnell's Doctor is, you know, often presumed to be a bit too grumpy, but, you know, when you actually watch him, he has that twinkle in his eye and is is really, you know, does have that, that fun energy to him. Cushing has it in spades. <laughs> um, and, and as I've said, I'm really disappointed that we didn't get more with him. Um, 
I read recently actually that he really, really loved playing Doctor Who, and and was quite proud that he was you know, he got that chance to play a, a children's hero. Um, you know, just I don't you know I don't want to say just that once because I'm. I don't know if he ever did again or did anywhere else, but that was something he was quite proud of that he he got to be Doctor Who and he got to be a um a children's you know hero sort of figure. I well, I just think it's really interesting that he is, although, it, although he's sort of like based on the William Hartnell version of the Doctor, he is like he's sort of a, a separate character, and it's an interesting glimpse of like you know he's he's Doctor Who, the human inventor, um, and so it's an interesting glimpse of what kind of like what if you take the 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 roots of the character like kind of what how it exists on on screen in in the early sixties and what I kind was of just like say he is. He's the first second Doctor, isn't he, really? Like, because Patrick Troughton hasn't been cast in, at this point. I um, think I'm right. Oh, no so way, he was the first. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he was the first person to take on, to take, you know, this, well, you know, he was the second person to take on the role after William Hartnell, which is just such a, it's such an interesting concept, really, that I didn't really think about until having watched the films again recently. I just thought, this is... You know, the sec this is the first proper adaptation of the character the Doctor. Yeah. Although he's sort of like he's almost kind of like an an afterthought in, in the first film at least, I think, because the the, the the appeal it was the height of Dalek Mania and the the, the appeal of that film was to see the Daleks on mm. in colour on the big screen. It wasn't really about Doctor Who and the TARDIS and, and all of and his companions and all of this stuff. Um and like so it's kind of and and yeah, Peter Cushing kind of like makes it his own and delivers a really like um, kind of a, a, not a super deep portrayal I'd say, but a really like compelling one. Um, just a, a nice kind of like kindly inventor character who admittedly uh, tries to kidnap women, but you know, um, it's yeah, it's just it's just really interesting the way it's kind of like he wasn't the selling point of those films, and it, you can kind of see that in the he's left out the title of the second one. It's it's Daleks Invasion Earth. Um, yeah. So yeah, but, and also what an outfit! Uh, like I think one of the best oh. uh, like outfits of all the especially in this the second film with the gloves, like the floral waistcoat, the like the jacket. It's does, have, does he have great the look. scarf in the first one as well? Cause I, think uh, the, I think it's the second one. Adds, second one. Second yeah. one's yeah, the, the scarf. One, yeah, that that adds. Uh, a flavour to the costume as well and it's you know a scarf associated with Doctor Who that's just madness would never happen no never do it um, again <laughs> so the, I know we need to start doing this um, so right, interestingly I don't know the full story but apparently uh, Cushing there was a radio series planned like Think very, very, very early style Big Finish only in the sixties. Wasn't there a pilot? Uh, it was a it was a South African they, radio pilot, I think, that got recorded and then is now lost forever. But there was a planned yeah. to but be seventy episodes. Cleaned it out by a loft the other day, and I found this thing called Peter Cushing Doctor Who's um uh, African audio drama. But I mean, I threw it in the bin because it's quite rubbish. But was that on tape? Yeah, it was on an iPod, I think. But, um... uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that uh, that but... does that would have been interesting. It's a shame it's not around. Yeah, that that would have been certainly different. Um, so let's talk about uh, 
I mean, we've got down talk about cinema experience, but we've kind of covered that. Um, like, should there have been more? Should they have carried on making Doctor Who adaptations? And yes. if they had, would it have been The Chase? Would it have been something original? Would they have adapted another serial? You know, are we actually... Is there a parallel universe out there somewhere that has a a, a big yeah, screen in colour Peter Cushing's the version 70s, of the web into planet? Into the eighties, wow, that would be imagine. That would be great. That would be imagine great. If it was like, like a twenty yeah, yeah, yeah. film series that just spanned decades that ran like like current to the what like the web planet feels. You mean? <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, oh. we need more Vaseline. <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> Uh, no, no film cameras were heard in the making. Um, so, had they made a third Peter Cushing film, would it have been the chase? Would it have been something else? Tell me what you would have done, Sam. You go first. Uh, the web, the web planet. It's. I think. Um, I, I'm not sure it would have um, won audiences necessarily to like go along to the cinema, but I think uh, <laughs> it would have been like that. That's a heart of story that is crying out for like big sets and color and. Uh, kind of like a, a condensed condensed down story i think it'd be it could be a great like 90 minute film that um i think i i mean you asked like would would we like to see more i think i like the fact that they there's we just have these like two oddities um a little like a little slice of dalek mania a little like interesting vision of how how the series what what the series was like and how it was seen back then in its very earliest days um so i don't think maybe i could i could have done a third one but no no more than that that's that's fair enough uh what about you connor what do you, what would you have done with film number three um everyone says the chase but i would abandon the 60s and the daleks entirely i don't care that you know the the, the timeline doesn't exactly match up there but I'll always be disappointed and I'll never really come to terms with the fact that we'll never be able to watch Doctor Who and the Demons of Devil's End with Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee as the master. Because oh. <laughs> you can just imagine that as a great big hammer horror style film. Um, and it, I'm, I'm it lives, sold. In, my, it lives I'm, in my head rent free. I'm absolutely sold. Is I, I want to go to the cinema to see that right now. <laughs> uh, what about you, Tom? I'd have done the Edge of Destruction, and I would have had little Susan running around with scissors trying to stab everyone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think actually. It's understandable. I I think the chase would have worked because the mechanoids on a film budget that would have been excellent. And oh, what would the American name have been though? Like the Mechans. Like I feel I don't think mechanoid. Daleks versus Mechans. Exactly. Come on. Totally. Would have made Um, at least sixty pounds at the box office. But could have had the actual Beatles make a cameo as well. Like just get them in. But think of the locations of the chase and think about how, you know, a haunted house would have been so much better on film and um, the, the Mary Celeste stuff could have been done sort of in a proper big water tank. In fact, they they just had a big water tank put in Pinewood for James Bond around that time. So they could have done that. Uh, they could have done 
um, like Aridus could have been an actual beach as opposed to, or even an actual desert as opposed to a bit of studio. I think there's a lot of potential there. Um, and I'm, I'm half tempted to make some kind of snarky joke about how Ridley Scott did a film version of The Ark in Space in 1979 uh, and called it Alien, but but let's not go there. Uh, but yeah, no, I think they should have just carried on with Daleks. I think they should have done The Chase. I think they should have then done an what would, epic... What would, the, what, would the, what would the name have been? Because it wouldn't have been The Chase. So what would oh, da- Daleks versus Mechons, like we said. Daleks versus... Yeah. Yeah. Daleks chase through time, something like that. Yeah. Or Dalek, like a big the pursuers, something like mm. that. Um, but yeah, the, the, I think there's definitely potential there. And um, but I think, as you touched upon, it, it wouldn't have happened really because it was the the films were made for the Daleks. They were made to capture on that hype. They weren't made because it was a Doctor Who. Like nobody. Other people like Doctor Who, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It still isn't now. Maybe is even big enough for a, a big film. So like, that wasn't. Yeah, word, Paul McGann word. wants a word. A, a television movie doesn't count, right? I'm not gonna hear anything else about that. But um, <laughs> no, I I just think um, yeah, I just, yeah, like they they were there for the Daleks, really. So like, I don't think it would have ever happened because. These just happened to include Doctor Who because it was sort of made sense for him to be there. But I don't. They weren't making Doctor Who films. They were making Dalek films. Like so, I, I just don't think it was ever something that was destined to go on a long time, which is a shame because I think I think maybe, Doctor Who could have been a, a good big movie franchise thing. Maybe they could have padded out Mission to the Unknown to uh, ninety minutes. That's a good show, obviously. I mean, not Mission to the Unknown, but like Dalek's Master Plan, surely. Like, that's a that's a film title in itself. Um, it's got loads of planets, um, loads of like whiz, whizzy space stuff. Um, like, just, yeah, like, like a, a sea of different aliens. Um, and Christopher Lee missing. as Mavic Chen. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Um, that's it. Yeah, yeah, I think that would have uh, worked. And I mean, that, that, that aired in '65 when the first Still film came out, so it would have been a sort of potential for an adaptation. I think, and I think if they had made a third one, like a trilogy of films ending in the Daleks' master plan, uh, would have been fun. Doctor Who dies at the end. Oh, they could make the, they could have made the chase and have Doctor Who die at the end, and then could have called it the death of Doctor Who because that's like one of the chase episode titles. So. They could have had been. William Hartnell play the duplicate robot. Yeah, <laughs> that looks nothing like the Doctor. Now that is a lovely idea. That wow. I always liked the. I think Doctor Who magazine did a mock up in 2013 of like a oh, hypothetical like fifth anniversary story that would have had like Hartnell, um, Patrick Trout, and and Peter Cushing as like the yes, the, the three Doctors, yeah, uh, the day of Doctor Who. Yeah, I feel like we were robbed of all of these ideas. I really ah, do. That's, you shouldn't feel like that. You should feel happy for what we got, not not what we could have had. I'm I'm happy appreciate, for what we got. Appreciate the two, the double bill that we got that we got that we went to see. Oh yeah, I mean, I couldn't have done a triple bill, so I'm, I'm thankful for that. You can't see me, but I'm bringing it in for a metaphorical hug. You know, I'm hugging the films, but like, and they're they're two very very good films. They are. Um. Well, 
I reckon we should leave it there. Um, but yeah, it's been great talking to you about these films, and they were they were a very big part of my childhood. Thirty years after they came out, I'm I'm and, surprised uh, I had forty like fifty minutes worth of things to say about Doctor Who and the Daleks. Like you wouldn't think that there would be that much to say, but there, there's quite a lot to appreciate about them. I think. Yeah, I think they're they're probably more culturally significant than we actually give them credit for because mm. as we've sort of touched on they are sort of a real insight into how Doctor Who was seen in the 60s and I think what we've said about sort of the Daleks outweighing the whole concept of Doctor Who is absolutely correct it was the Daleks that people were there for um, and we did get these two very excellent films out of it which can only be a good thing. You will see how much they made at the box office this like when they came out. They made like like sixty thousand quid, I think, or something, or like more than that. Like it was it was quite a hefty box office. Was it you who pointed out on Twitter that that's pretty much the same amount as the Morbius re release? It was me. It was me. And yes, it is very true. Morbius made about seventy thousand quid. I think these films made about sixty five at the box office, which is What's that in you know, uh like current money though? No, no, no. I mean, I mean. Oh, oh this to- past weekend, really, really. This, this week. Oh, right, right, right. Made... Interesting. Yeah, that I know. Oh, that's I cool. Like, that's wow. cool. Yeah. Like for one day showing, like I mean, it makes sense because I mean, my I don't know about yours, but my cinema was packed. It was, yeah, like, it was. I was surprised how full it was. Uh, I was yeah. actually, I thought I was going to have like free pick of all of the seats, but no, no, no it was like a, a completely like full room. Um, had to sit at the front and crane my neck up for for three and a half hours. Um. Well, that's that's great to hear, and it, it, it is good that there's a lot of love for these films. Um, all right, well, yeah, like I say, we shall leave it there, but thank you very much for joining me and telling me about your cinema experiences and just just enjoying talking about these films, because they are really good. Um, so, yeah, I will say goodbye to Sam. Goodbye. Thanks for having me. Goodbye to Connor. Goodbye, and thank you for having me on. And goodbye to Tom. Goodbye. And the Spodcast will be back next week. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>